0: And good afternoon, GRN listeners across the South and Central Texas listening area. This is your live and local program. This is In His Vineyard. I'm your host, Gordy Zambrano, your general manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network South and Central Texas listening area. You can hear this program every Monday at noon right here on your local GRN station, online at grnonline.com, or on the free Guadalupe Radio Network app. We're also streaming this program live on Facebook. If you're part of our GRN South and Central Texas Facebook group, be sure to join us there. Thank you to everyone tuning in from Marble Falls, Fredericksburg, Kerrville, Uvalde, and right here in good old San Antonio. We're grateful you've decided to spend this hour joining us and getting caught up all things Catholic in South and Central Texas. And happy St. Ignatius of Loyola Day on this program We try to bring you a variety of informative discussions highlighting different people, ministries, and events going on in the Archdiocese of San Antonio and parts of the Diocese of Austin. On today's program, we'll be talking with Father Will Combs, pastor uh, at St. Mary Magdalene Catholic Church right here in San Antonio off Clowers Street. Thank you for joining us, Father. And uh, we're also joined with... uh, by uh, Romeo Garza and also Antonio Cruz. And with Father Will, we're going to be talking about his 25th Jubilee celebration of being a brother of the beloved disciple, which is going to be so exciting to talk about. Um, So I'm glad that all three of you are able to join uh, here in studio. So we have a packed studio. But before we begin those conversations, let's get today's program started the way we should do all things, and that's in prayer. And remember, As we pray, ask the Lord to make his will known to you and for the grace to accomplish his will in loving obedience. So, Father Will, welcome to the program. And if you will, could you lead us in prayer?
1: Gladly. Thank you, Gordy. It's good to be here. So let's begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we praise you and bless you and thank you as all of creation is a revelation of your great love for us. And we thank you for the greatest revelation of of love, your Son, who is the truth that comes to set us free to truly enter into this love that endures forever. To that end, release the Holy Spirit upon Gordy, upon all of us, and upon um, all our listeners that together we grow in the good news and become good news for, for Texas and for the world. And we praise you, Jesus Christ with all the saints, with St. Ignatius of Loyola on this great day, of what you're going to do this hour, for your name to be glorified. In the name of the Father, the Son,
0: and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. So before we uh, begin our conversation, uh, I just want to take a moment and recap last week and this past weekend before we move forward. So this past weekend was, was great. We had a uh, actually, last week we had a great show on Monday with Kristen Rumfeld from uh, St. Jerome Catholic Church. Had a great conversation with her. They have so much going on at St. Jerome. I just want to mention the August 26th Harvest of Hope celebration in O'Brien Hall. If you can go to stjeromesatx.org for more information on that. And thank you, Kristen, for coming on to the show. And as far as the weekend's concerned, Irene and I here from the GRN family attended the Pilgrim um, uh, Center of Hope Catholic Women's Conference. We had a table. We got to meet a lot of women of faith, gave away a lot of prayer cards and uh, and rosaries as well as uh, bumper stickers. It was such a uh, honor to be there with a the table. And I'll tell you, uh, the Mass on Saturday with Bishop Yannick was just incredible. His message uh, was, it was a wonderful message regarding, um, you know, the power of prayer and the real presence. And uh, so thank you, Bishop Yannick, for that uh, celebration. It was such a wonderful mass. So thank you, uh, Pilgrim Center of Hope, and uh, looking forward to the next conference. As far as uh, recapping some coming up events... I want to make sure that everyone is informed about the Fullness of Truth Conference. It's going to be held August 18th through the 20th at the Hyatt Hill Country Resort. And like I mentioned before, they have a great lineup of speakers. And you want to go to fullnessoftruth.org to register. We're going to be there. The Guadalupe Radio Network family is going to be there. We're going to have a table. We're going to do a live remote. should be a very, very great event. And so we're looking forward to that and also coming up want to give a, a plug for this the uh, San Antonio Family Association or SAFA is having their charity dove hunt at Iltis Ranch and that's coming up on September 1st which is as you know opening day for dove hunting um we're also going to have a mass uh, that Father Will is going to preside over and so if you need information or would like information on that go to San Antonio Family Association dot com for more information. We're looking forward to that. I know it's going to be a great time out there. Uh, I know SAFA has done a great job. And of course, uh, the Guadalupe Radio Network is excited to be a part of that. And lastly, on World Youth Day, remember, it's August 1st through the 6th and uh, lots of excitement in Lisbon, Portugal. You want to make sure that uh, you pray. We pray for our youth and all that are traveling to attend the celebration of World Youth Day. So, with that said, we now begin our segment, our first segment with Father Wilcom Combs from St. Mary Magdalene, again here in San Antonio, and also Romeo Garza and Antonio Cruz. Father, we have a lot to cover, and I want to make sure we have plenty of time in the first segment. We're going to talk about uh, your 25th anniversary your uh basically your your jubilee celebration so we'd like to learn everything about that and everything about St Mary Magdalene and what's going on at the parish for this celebration and then in the second segment we'll talk about the 500 500- Men March, which I know you're going to share a lot of information about that. But uh, welcome, Father Will, to the program. And yeah, you. Uh, if you yeah. can, just give us a little bit about who Father Will is.
1: Oh, great. You know, it's, this is a, a timely day to, to share because it was on this day, July 31st, 27 years ago, I, I arrived to, to uh, San Antonio on Greyhound bus. Uh, and there wow. is... <laughs> Father George to pick me up downtown. I drew, took a bus all the way from New Jersey. That's where I'm from, from New Jersey, nice. all the way here. Um, and, and certainly a wonderful upbringing. It was during my college years that I went through my conversion to the Catholic Church and trying uh-huh. to find my place in the Catholic Church. And I actually tried the Jesuits at first, and, and <laughs> they at different places, you know, in right. East LA and Mexico. They all told me to go home and get a job. So I got home and got a job, and and eventually I, I met this new community starting here. Uh, mm-hmm. in san antonio called the brothers of the beloved disciple a yes. marian charismatic community and uh so i gladly joined them on this day 27 years ago and wow. th- that first year was it was a very trying year of being the pe coach at holy rosary school and oh, nice. i had a lot to learn i um and after that, it became very obvious that God was calling me to, to the priesthood. Right. I was, was very happy at first just to be a brother, but it became clear that, that year that we really do need priests. Um, right. and so I began my studies at, St. Mary's University, and that first year was my novitiate. So I really have to obviously, this, this, this celebration is just a great opportunity to, uh, give thanks. You know, it's yeah, right and just yeah. always and everywhere to give God thanks. So it's, I really want to give thanks to God for my brothers. I'm so blessed. Absolutely. You know, uh, Father George Montague and Father Bob Hogan, the co-founders of this Brothers of the Beloved Disciple for their inspiration and, and the good solid formation I got. Sure. So, this this twenty five
0: years means that the end of my novitiate year is when I took vows, so that, that's what we're celebrating. Oh, that is awesome! So uh, you mentioned some challenges, and and you mentioned Holy Rosary. I I actually went to Holy Rosary, and I graduated oh, from St. Mary. So is that
1: right, look at that. Wow. I'm alumni
0: yeah. just like you are. But uh, <laughs> yeah, tell me a little bit about. You know, the challenges, but also about, you know, who are the brothers of of the uh, beloved disciple? Give us a little bit of history about who they are.
1: Great. Yeah. So so thanks to Father George and Father Bob. They're both were were raised and formed well by the Society of Mary, the Marianists. Right. And um, at the in the 1967 began in February, the Duquesne miracle It's called of the beginning of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit called the charismatic renewal of the, the Pentecostal gifts that we see in Acts chapter two. We certainly see in other passages throughout Acts and in the letters of Paul, these signs and wonders will accompany those who believe. And, and because of this powerful experience they had really called what they called, it's called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. When our, our faith comes alive and scripture comes alive and Jesus is truly here in our midst and this overwhelming zeal to let him be known to all through the signs and wonders and truly being led by the gift of the Holy Spirit. life of the Holy Spirit. So because both were baptized in the Holy Spirit around the year 1970 or so, they they had this experience of Mary and the Holy Spirit. So it was was around the 1990s that both of them different places, uh, realized that they were called to some kind of community both Marian and charismatic. Sure. So when they finally met each other in Steubenville um, in Franciscan University, they shared that inspiration and came up with the idea of brothers of the beloved disciple right at the foot of the cross. We see the right. beloved disciple receiving the gift of Mary, our mother and Jesus' hands over the spirit. So we're, we're, that's our, our charism. is a Marian charismatic community to be a reminder to the church of the full role of Mary and in a full role, especially
0: the full role of the Holy Spirit. And how big is the uh, uh, brotherhood of the beloved disciples?
1: Right, right now there are seven of us. Two are in assisted living, so there's five of us living together. And we, yeah, we live at the Casa San Juan, which is right on the property of St.
0: Mary Magdalene Parish. So, uh, so you're right there at St. Mary Magdalene Parish, which yeah, is uh, beautiful. Right. And so I know that uh, you know your 25th anniversary. That is is huge and. You know, to be celebrating, well, you said 27 years, but this is your 25th, your jubilee celebration. So- yeah, the celebration. vows,
1: right. That's the right.
0: vows. So you took your vows, and uh, obviously, you know, it's been years since you've been part of this organization. Tell us how that has been going through the years. Oh, and, it's
1: just a tremendous gift. I mean, it's all gifts, you know. Definitely a lot of growing pains, you know. I love that passage when, when Jesus <laughs> speaks about, you know, the vine dresser, those branches that are bearing fruit, he'll prune, that they'll bear all the more. So I've Yes, been, I, yes. <laughs> I've been yeah. pruned many times. Times, right. uh, you know, thanks to so many formators, thanks to so many fathers. I have just some wonderful spiritual fathers who really father me. I have a wonderful dad, but I definitely needed lots of spiritual fathers in this challenge to really live the gospel today. So when I first came to San Antonio, the challenge of being the, the PE teacher for kindergarten all the way to eighth grade, and then the athletic director, and I didn't know anything about San Antonio. I didn't. How know long car. did you do that? <laughs> so, um, well, I was a I was a PE teacher uh, in Alabama. It was a much smaller school. Uh-huh. And so I just was just overwhelmed with the kind of culture shock of learning the San Antonio culture. Um, and uh, the funny part was though is is that as the athletic director, I had to go to all the basketball games, and so one we always drive drive by this this parish, and finally we ended up at this parish because they have a nice big gym, and it was a big tournament, so we had time. So the basketball team and I went into the church and prayed to the statue they have in the back called Our Lady of Guadalupe, and we prayed that we'd win the game. Of course, we <laughs> lost the game, but that church was Saint Mary Magdalene Parish, and little did I know, you know, oh many in you know, about four or five years later, I'd end up. Um, actually, it was the year 2000. We 2000, ended up... 2000, in- okay. At St. Mary Magdalene's. And of course, St. Mary Magdalene's at the, is, you know, we find this beautiful saint at the foot of the cross. So here's St. John, right. the beloved disciple at the foot of the cross with our blessed mother. And who's there? St. Mary Magdalene. So we saw that as a sign of providence,
0: to, Tell us a little uh, bit about St. Mary Magdalene. I mean,
1: yeah, is, I can't spoil I'm just really am spoiled in the sense I got some, I just, I have a wonderful family at St. Mary Magdalene. And, and thanks to Father Bob, he was the first pastor that really uh, ushered right. in, you know, uh, the, a new outpouring of the Holy Spirit in a sense we had instead of one we had two prayer groups one in English one in Spanish and I was there as a seminarian as the brother brother Will um, and then I became Deacon Will and then finally it was 2004 I became Father Will right. and uh, if Father Bob was a great teacher um, you know, about the parish life and with him was father Joseph, Mary Marshall. So after, wow. after father, Bob, father, Joseph, Mary Marshall, Marianist who came to really join our community. Cause he also had right. experienced the power of the Holy spirit. And he was also a great mentor and spiritual father and great brothers over the years. You know, unfortunately, yeah, a number of them did, did, chose not to stay, but right. they all helped me. They all, you know, I could see the, the the fingerprints of the creator creating me through, through his people. Sure. And, and so I, I just have a huge debt of gratitude. So many... Wonderful people. We've got a Men in Christ group, you know.
0: That Tell us can, about the Men in Christ group. Yeah, yeah well, I, right, I, I know are, we're going to talk. There's, there's two right here. So I know. They know they we're going to talk more about that in a second. Segment, right. But and I'd like no, to hear. The
1: hombres in Cristo. And so they meet every Saturday morning. Here they are with their weapon, praying the rosary and sharing the, about the Sunday readings uh, with coffee and pan dulce. And it's just it's a wonderful group of men who love the Lord. In fact, it was, the, it was the Men in Christ that first invited Father Bob back in 1999 to come and do a men's talk. And little did did they know, a few months later, he'd become the pastor. So uh, it was really the Hombres en Cristo that first invited us to St. Mary Magdalene.
0: Well, I've got the uh, camera on Antonio and Romeo. And if you want to share a little bit about uh, the Hombres en Cristo, that would be uh, wonderful, wonderful.
2: Go ahead, Antonio. It's a it's a group of men that uh, you know we gather together every Saturday morning uh, inside the Jubilee Hall of Saint Mary Magdalene. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a bilingual group. Uh, we don't let uh, language uh, be a, b- a barrier, uh, but instead, uh, you know, we find things in common: our love for Mary and our love for for the Rosary, and we keep each other in prayer. And it's been going on since 1999, right, Romeo?
0: 1999.
2: Oh, that's that's a good run. Yes, and uh, um, we're just there to, you know, pray for each other and support our pastor. How big is the Hombres en Cristo? Uh, 35 to 40. 35 to 40. That's
3: a good representation. we also go to uh, uh, funeral homes and we'll do the rosary when requested. Uh, We'll go to the hospitals also for prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, just wherever they need us, through the homes also.
2: So the outreach is yeah. Uh, yeah. pretty big. It's, yeah. pretty, it's pretty big, yes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and um, you know, we're there every Saturday morning, and uh, we invite um, anybody that is listening from our parish or in the 78201, a zip code 78213 yes to come and visit us well yeah. saint mary magdalene i'm
0: sure a lot of people are listening and uh, father will i mean the ministries that you know go on at your parish are wonderful and i'm sure you have many ministries at saint mary magdalene if you want to talk about them uh, or some of the ministries and, sure. and how their outreach uh, you know affects the community and gets the community involved sure
1: sure uh great great choice. because and in fact Uh, everyone happy new year happy new school year tomorrow is august 1st (laughs) and right now i'm kind of promoting that it's a new school year and we all are going back to school and jesus is our teacher we have to be disciples we have to learn the faith so i'm i'm very appreciative. All the listeners of Guadalupe are learning the faith. So important that we really continue to grow in the faith. In fact, our teacher commands the saying, come to me, learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart. So we have we have great uh, formation. We have family nights on Monday nights and Tuesday nights and Thursday nights, and families are coming together. Of course, on Sundays, we have our RCI, where also the family's coming and really learning and growing together as a family. You know, you've heard the saying, as the family goes, so goes society, so goes the world. And so definitely there's a strong focus at St. Mary Magdalene on Strengthening the family right. uh, marriages and and definitely raising the
0: children to be true authentic lifelong disciples of Jesus. Well, you can see St. Mary Magdalene right off I-10. It's it's right there, but tell me more about the school and and, you know.
1: Yeah. So what a blessing. St. Mary Magdalene School has grown over the past 10, you know, 12 years right. um to the point now that we've, we've there's no room in the end. So uh, they they've <laughs> taken over our hall. They've taken over, you know, and so we've come to the point that we realize we need more space. So it is a, obviously a risk It's an act of faith and we definitely have been discerning and praying for a long time right. and it's it's, it's the Holy Spirit's guiding us to find someone else at the foot of the cross besides Mary Magdalene is St. John the Evangelist. And so St. John the Evangelist is the beloved disciple. And so the next parish that has an empty open school lot available for us, and thanks to Father Jean Baptiste, the pastor St. John Evangelist, he's inviting oh. us. So the third through eighth grade, uh, starting the first school day, August fourteenth, there'll be St. Mary Magdalene on the campus of St. John the
0: Evangelist. Oh, okay. okay. So we we are expanding in that sense. Yeah. We, when when does registration begin?
1: Oh, right now. You're absolutely. It's just open. Call now. <laughs> while well, the phone is hot. <laughs> um, certainly. Uh, just. Uh, I don't have the exact number in front of me, but I just Google St. Mary Magdalene School and you'll find all this great information about some some wonderful things. It's a bilingual school. Um, right? And we really have... You know, two goals, which is uh, college in heaven, and it is—it's exciting when when those connections are made. We got a lot of work to do, so please pray for our school. It's a challenge to be a Catholic school. It's not just a name. It's not it just is. a title. It's a whole yeah. way of life. And so we got a—we uh, got some wonderful parents and wonderful teachers. There's a lot of hope and a lot of work to do. So we greatly appreciate your prayers.
0: Well, we pray for our priests here at the GRN Daily and our deacons and our, our, uh, you know, sisters and uh, those who serve our Lord. I mean, we pray, you know, constantly for y'all, but uh, especially our teachers, our teachers need prayers and, you know, uh, teaching our kids. And I think through Catholic school, I I was raised going to Catholic school, like I mentioned, Holy Rosary. And Mm. I know the value of Catholic school and and uh, yes it is a it's a huge task a huge undertaking to keep a Catholic school going but uh, in terms of back to uh, Saint Mary Magdalene the parish itself do you have your ministries like Knights of Columbus yes Acts? we do we got
1: some great men's groups women's groups we got faith sharing groups we got certainly these charismatic prayer groups we got retreat groups um, putting on different retreats uh, we certainly have our adoration intercession groups yes we have what's called the Rosary of life of praying for the culture of life and praying for deliverance from the culture
0: of death. Uh, right. We have Bible studies. So it is it's beautiful to see a church alive. And and St. Mary Magdalene is very much alive. I mean, I, I hear a lot of great things about St. Mary Magdalene, but I want to go back to uh, Antonio and also uh, Ro- Romeo and just talk a little bit more about the, uh, you know, your men's group and you're involved with the ministries, right? Like Acts, the teen Acts, the the men's Acts, the women's Acts, you know, how does that does your group come together and and help that formation, those apostolates
2: uh, absolutely uh, actually, we just had a youth retreat yeah we, we had like tell us lot, about that yeah a lot of activities uh, um, during the summer um, uh, and uh, we did a, a youth retreat uh, in santos ranch there were like over ranch, yeah. santos ranch santos ranch uh, over like thirty eight uh, teens that attended the retreat. And all this is possible, you know, because we have other ministries that are this, like the Knights of Columbus, Men in Christ, uh, that they're always, uh, you know, they're ready to lend a hand um, for these things to happen. And um, uh, it's, it's, it's amazing when uh, what uh, brothers and sisters can do when they come together. And it
0: takes a lot of hands to, to, you know, not only help these ministries, but to help grow them, right? So your outreach to new parishioners. Um, that's you know,
3: the, that's a, the beauty of, uh, St. Mary Magdalene's community. You know, they, uh, <laughs> even though it's, it's, a, it, it is bilingual. Uh, they all, we all come together because it's, it's one body.
0: So you mentioned, I know father, you mentioned, uh, uh Spanish masses. Um, yes. you know, that's also an option there at uh, St. Mary Magdalene. Tell us a little about the uh, Spanish formation and do you have a Spanish choir as well? I mean, sure, oh, sure, sure, of course. Yes, with
1: guitarra sin, y todo. So, uh, yeah, beautiful, beautiful. And you,
0: you do some singing as well, don't you? Well,
1: how can you not sing? <laughs> 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 the good news keeps getting better, right? Exactly, um, exactly. Yeah, we were blessed. The Spanish community is growing for yeah. sure. Sure, it is a beautiful community. It's
0: yeah. growing in leaps and bounds. And, you know, what, what I want to start covering before we run out of time in this segment is you are going to have a celebratory mass. Uh, for your jubilee on Saturday, August the twelfth at seven pm is six pm. That, p.m. Actually, it's s- just six. Yeah, okay, six it's p.m. at six. Yeah, it's sure. seven. And then you're going to have a uh, a celebration thereafter.
1: Yeah, again, it's just a great opportunity to give thanks to God. You know, it's right and just always and everywhere. Our duty and our salvation to give God thanks. So this is just a gift. It's all gift. Religious life is a gift. And so, yeah, I'll be making some kind of renewal of vows. Thanks to Father Bob, who'll be presiding. I'll be saying some words during the homily time. We definitely want to focus on the word and the word made flesh. It's all about Jesus, what he's doing. You know, apart from him, I'm nothing. (laughs) Exactly. But he's, he's obviously doing something beautiful. And we got to give him thanks. So it's a great opportunity for all of us to give thanks to God and thanks for it to one another, as we all are gifts. I, I truly see my brothers and
0: my parish as, as just awesome, beautiful gifts from God. Now, your parents, met. tell us a little bit about your family. You kind of touched on it in the very beginning, your upbringing.
1: Yeah. So uh, thanks, I was. Born and raised Presbyterians, so wonderful upbringing with mom and dad. They were born on the same day, the same year, the day before Valentine's, and they were boyfriend and girlfriend oh, wow. their whole life. And cool. rode across the country on bicycles, you know. And it just is a fun story. <laughs> um, then so it was, it was in college when I left home, left my older sisters, and I was just overwhelmed with grief. And so it was that kind of desperation, you know. I said, "God save me!" And so it led me to prayer, it led me to scripture, and led me to the Catholic Church. I'm still the one and only Catholic in my family, and they 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 put up with me, you know. They love me. I'm looking sure. forward to my vacation right after the ceremony, August 15th. I'll be flying up to New Hampshire to be with my family. My both my sisters have beautiful families. Um, And it certainly, it is is a challenge to be a Catholic today, and there's a lot of hurts and wounds out there. We're dealing with very wounded people that have a lot of distrust about anything institutional organized like the Catholic Church. So it does take a lot of wisdom of, you know, not just truth, but love, you know, so that balance of both, truth and love, when and how to present the gospel, the good news. And please, I I entrust to you... Prayers for my family, yes. I, probably your families need
0: prayers as well. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, so when you go home, it's Uncle Will. <laughs> know, everybody uh, loves Uncle Will. Uh, you also mentioned you touch base on this, the real presence, adoration. Yeah. Tell me about adoration over at St. Mary Magdalene.
1: It's not enough. You know, we just need more time. We need, instead of 24 hours, we need 25, 26. We, we don't have full time. We'd love to be perpetual adoration. Right now, it's from 8 in the morning to... Um, it ends with three o'clock divine mercy. We've got a great divine mercy group that sings before the blessed sacrament. And then at four o'clock, it's reposed. But we do have also adoration hours where various groups come during the evenings. And, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's such a, so beautiful to be before the. Face to face. We see that in Revelations, you know, really the, the ultimate. In fact, today is the feast of Saint Ignatius of Loyola who speaks about the end, you know, whatever it takes to get to the end. And the end is the glory of God and the salvation of souls. And there I am before the blessed sacrament. So it's a great way to begin every day is, is that Eucharistic adoration, heart to heart, face to
0: face with my Lord who's hidden and revealed and in, in the word made flesh. And that's, (laughs) that's beautiful father. Um, and I, I, I don't want to, you know, end this segment without letting everybody know that, you know, your celebration, which is, uh, you know, Saturday, August 12th at 6 PM, uh, we're also, your website was encouraging people and, and attendees to bring basic food necessities for families. And yeah, need. if
1: I can, not have to thank you. We just got, we're really blessed to have some awesome people that are doing some wonderful works of mercy. And obviously, it's the Lord's works of mercy. So we have Gabriel Project, which helps uh, all kinds of mothers who have infants in need of diapers. So we got a great team. And then we uh, have St. Vincent de Paul, which are helping the financial needs of people. And then starting August 9th, we're beginning our food pantry, working with the food bank. And, and yes, we will definitely need all kinds of goods as food is rising in price and people oh, are becoming needy. So it is, um, So we're called to do the works of mercy. So yes, we are ask those who can come to bring some kind of canned goods or um, goods that can be preserved and be, can be obviously given out every Wednesday we'll have our food pantry.
0: Yeah, I read uh, you're in need of soups, beans, sugar oil, non-perishable food. And more, whatever, whatever person uh, can bring I know that's going to be a a wonderful celebration. And, you know, just a big congratulatory to you to, you know, for for so many years as a brother uh, of the uh, beloved disciple. And, uh, you know, this is uh, I think it's going to be a great celebration. And so for all those attending, besides bringing, you know, if they can bring any foods, uh, you know, for for St. Mary Magdalene, uh, what else could they bring or, you know, what else do you say? Oh, suggest? themselves. Themselves. Yeah,
1: they're a gift. Everyone is a gift. And that's my hope and prayer is that we have new eyes to see, new ears to, to hear, and a new mind to realize that we really are a gift from God and to truly treasure one another, to love one another, build each other up. Uh, that's, that's a great gift you can give to me to
0: see. I love to see a church loving one another. <laughs> that, that's a, that's a happy pastor. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, you know, I know we're going to be going to a break here soon, but, uh, looking forward to hearing about, you know, the celebration. And uh, uh, I'm very thankful that you're also going to, you know, be presiding over mass over there. So that music means that we're going to go to break, but we're going to come back and and discuss more with uh, Father Will Combs. Listeners, hang tight. We'll be right back.
3: This is Bishop Andrew Cousins, chair of the National Eucharistic Revival with this month's Eucharistic Moment. At every Mass, the priest says, pray brothers and sisters that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. The sacrifice of the priest is the same sacrifice offered on Calvary, offered in the person of Christ. But what is your sacrifice? At every Mass, you are invited to place on the altar your offerings, your joys and sorrows, sufferings and blessings, In fact, you're invited to offer your very selves along with the priest in the offering of Jesus Christ to the Father. My sufferings offered up for the good of others would not have value on their own. But this is the power of the Mass. The offering of my life is united with Jesus' offering and becomes fruitful for the salvation of our world.
4: believe in miracles? Fullness of Truth invites you to explore the miraculous at their 17th annual Catholic Family Summer Conference in San Antonio, August 18th through the 20th. This year's theme is Miracles Do Happen, Grasping Catholicism's Supernatural Treasure. Hear dynamic presentations by Bishop Gary Yannick, Dr. Edward Suri, Adam Bly, Sister Miriam James, and other special guests. Don't miss out on this opportunity to learn more about your Catholic faith. For details, go to fullnessoftruth.org. This is a Messy Family Minute with Mike and Alicia Hernan. We love the rosary, but when you have a group of rambunctious children, the thought of praying a family rosary can be kind of daunting.
1: Maybe it's because your ideal way of praying a family rosary doesn't match reality.
3: Or maybe you've always found it just tough to pray the rosary, but it is a most
0: powerful prayer. Our Lady gave it to us to encourage, protect, and sustain us.
4: You may feel like your family is bad at praying the rosary, but the good news is that there's lots of ways to use this powerful weapon of prayer. Prepare the environment. Get rid of phones, put away distracting toys, light candles, wait till everyone's calm, maybe even on the way to bed.
1: Or take it outside. If your kids are too energetic, do a walking rosary. And don't forget car trips when the kids are locked in your vehicle. And a rosary on the way to Mass is a great preparation. For more on this topic, listen to our podcast on Family Prayer at MessyFamilyMinute.org. The Guadalupe Radio Network would like to invite you to listen to A Life Lived Joyfully, a show where we explore the call to holiness and the life of virtue. Join our hosts, Martha Fernandez-Sardina, Monsignor Charles Pope, Steve Gleason, and Sarah Soto, as they discuss ways to live an authentic Catholic life, to strive for holiness and grow in virtue. Tune in Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern. You can also be a part of the conversation with questions or comments
3: at 877-757-9424.
0: And we are back. Great conversation with Father Will Combs and Romeo and Antonio. Thank you guys for being in studio. We have every chair filled in here. And I'll tell you, this is great. I'm loving it. I was telling you, Father, at the break that uh, this is my second show solo. And, you know, Sean Rice uh, did a fantastic job hosting In His Vineyard. Uh, but uh, you're listening to the Guadalupe Radio Network's In His Vineyard. I'm your host, Gordy Zambrano. Thank you for listening. And just a reminder— to join our Facebook group page at GRN South and Central Texas. And a reminder, if you have an event that we can help build awareness about or do a PSA, what's called a Public Service Announcement, Please reach out to me and join me on the show. That is what we're here for. The Guadalupe Radio Network supports everything Catholic and supports any and all events. If you're a future acts director out there for a teen's retreat or a women's retreat or a men's retreat, utilize us. Let us get the word out for you. And I've mentioned this a couple of times when I was a director back in 2013 at Our Lady of Grace. If uh, I would have known, which I should have known, uh, I should have used the power of radio to get more enlisted over at uh, the retreat that I had. We had 23. We had room for 35. So if you're in that situation, please, please give us a holler. Give us a call over here at the Guadalupe Radio Network. Also, for any other ministries within the Catholic Church whether it's Knights of Columbus, uh, if you're having a festival, please reach out to us. That is what we're, we're here for. And just want to recap, we uh, in the first segment of our show, Father Will Combs is, is here, of course, and Romeo and, and Antonio. And we talked about your Jubilee celebration, which is going to be uh, fantastic. And I just want to bring up this date again, uh, in case we didn't mention it enough. But the celebratory mass is going to be Saturday, August 12th at St. Mary Magdalene, Uh, Catholic Church. It's there on on Cloward Street. And it's going to be at 6 p.m. as well as a uh, celebration at 7 p.m. So uh, you're encouraged to attend, of course. Come celebrate with uh, Father, and uh, I know he will enjoy your presence there. And just a reminder, if you can bring basic food uh, for families that are in need... Uh they are looking for uh soups, uh, you know, Kansas soups, beans, sugar, oil, non-perishable food, and more. So we thank you for supporting Saint Mary Magdalene Catholic Church. And again, congratulations to uh congratulations to Father Will on uh and we're gonna continue our discussions. We're gonna kinda switch gears here because they have coming up what's called the 500 men march and it's going to be held on September 16th. I don't want to talk all the way through this cuz I I want you guys to talk about it. I think it's important. But uh Father Wolf, you can kick us off with what the uh, 500 men march is is all about. Thank you. Thank you. We need men. Thank you. We need men. We 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 need you. Yep.
1: We uh, the, the harvest is plenty in the vineyard <laughs> and yes. the labors are I few. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh There's, yeah, the history behind this is we we had a great actually gathering on May 6th. We had, we we asked for 300 men. We were actually on the radio for 300 men based on Gideon, who with 300 men defeated the enemy. And so, much thanks to Antonio and Romeo and the Hombres in Cristo, we had over 400 men. So it was was a great, great turnout. So the
0: goal was 300. You had 400. Yeah.
1: Well, again, because we we need every man. This is a major battle we're fighting. And the more I, Uh, realized how much my beautiful sheep are threatened or sometimes at times devoured by the wolves around us. Uh, It's it's St. John Paul II, this great prophet in 1995, speaks from the encyclical of the gospel of life that we're living in this major culture war between the culture of life and the culture of death and uh, we are in a major battle And, and because of that a number of us have been really be seeking and searching to learn more what does the culture of life look like today and what does the culture of death look like today and its consequences certainly on the parish and families and children? Um, and out of this, perhaps with the, the zeal of St. Joseph is to protect families and marriages and children in my parish, came the zeal to better understand this question. And so it led to me to many books, and two books especially that led to this march was uh, The Anti-Mary Exposed. I mean, huh. maybe you heard of it. Carrie Cress speaks about... That the second wave feminine movement was really in many ways anti-virgin, uh, anti-mother, uh, certainly anti-Mary, and anti-men. Uh, and so there was a sense of vengeance for sure. And let me to this next book called Why Men Hate Going to Church. And oh, I, I like found, that title. I really recommend this book by David Murrow. And he's really looking at all Christianity. And his point is that... In many ways, the church has been so comfortable. We're to comfort the afflicted. We want everyone to feel comfortable. It's a church on the defense. And so we want all our members to feel united and loved. And so anyone new with new ideas is a threat to our comfort zone and our club. And so we're a church on the defense. And because it can be so uh, focused on emotions and feelings and relationships, which come natural to, to, to women, but... Here, if I may, this is a question I have for you, Gordy, if you you don't mind. Which of these two lists best represent the disciples of Jesus, Jesus and his disciples? So here's list number one. Competence, power, efficiency, achievement, skills, proving oneself, results, accomplishment, Objects, goal, orientation, self sufficiency, success, and competition. That's one list. That's wow. Does that explain the disciples, or does this one? That Jesus and his disciples are love, communication, beauty, relationships, support, helping, nurturing, feeling, sharing, relating, community, love, cooperation, and personal expression. Which of those two would you say represents the best? List for Jesus and his disciples. Father, number two, hands down. Okay, so this is what the author writes. Over the years, I have administered this quiz to thousands <laughs> of people, men and women, Christians and non Christians. More than 90% of the time, people choose set B, right? The second list, uh-huh. as the best representation of Christ and his values. Here's the fun part these two value sets are plucked from the best selling book by Dr. John Gray called Men Are From Mars women are from venus. venus yep so the first list is mars <laughs> and the second list is venus interesting the first list is the value that men men value competence and power and efficiency and and even competition and right. self-sense and achievement This is really important for men and often it's right. not important for the church and so men often do feel very uncomfortable Sure. in the church. The church in that sense has been so feminized in a sense. Yeah. The church on the defense, when we see Jesus, he's a man on the offense. And so he, he writes this, this author, David Murrow, that if you ask any boy, you know, do you, do you want to play defense or offense? What will they say? Offense. Offense. I want to score the touchdown. I hit a home run. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know? uh, but if versus playing in the outfield, you know, they want to play offense. Sure. And so he speaks about a church on the offense Versus a church on the defense. And so the young churches are a church that has to grow or die. It has to be external focused. A goal oriented. Must bring in new people. Must be innovated. High demand of those who are serving with results. Lay empowered. Strategic in their planning, and their building. And have to be orthodox and strong. So that's that's a church on the offense. Versus the church on the defense is focusing on, well, we want to include everyone so be heterodox you know kind of water things down not to mm-hmm. hurt anyone's feelings right. and and because the church has been, in a sense become so defensive in that sense comfortable um men often feel very uncomfortable and that's why men hate going to church how do we and, change that exactly how do we change that how do how? we change the environment of 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 the church and so i was really convicted too Because of my upbringing, I was uh, raised by two older sisters and a very strong-willed mom. And definitely don't hurt people's feelings. Be nice all the time. (laughs) And then, of course, course you read scripture and she speaks a lot about judgment. You know, all his parables are about inviting and warning heaven and hell. Choose wisely. Choose you must. You know, and he and. Right. He needs men that are willing to suffer. And he says, if you're going to follow yes. me, get ready for persecution, get ready for war. And so then I'm reading about this, that, wow, we're in a major culture war today. And yeah. there's a, it's a Babylonian culture of confusion, uh, that right. we don't know the difference between good and evil. We're calling evil good and good evil. And, and we're also getting confused between men and women. And so a lot of gender confusion is happening now. Yep. And there's a great need to revive the church and he speaks about that when men come to the church, church is alive. you know. And so Amen, we, yeah. we definitely need our woman. And thanks be to God for, for everyone. Everyone's needed. We need men. And we see in scripture that men are the head of the household. That's right. And they are t- called, therefore, to take authority, which means responsibility. And unless we become fully responsible as the head of the household, we'll not be free. There's no freedom without responsibility. And so we end up losing our authority because we're afraid. Men need men, so thanks be to God again for my brothers of the beloved disciple. Yeah. I need my brothers; they challenge me, they make me feel uncomfortable. Times they can hurt my feelings, but in the long run, it's really what I need. And without my brothers, I wouldn't be growing. You know, I'd be becoming very sure. self-righteous, self—you know—self-centered. But thanks to my brothers, I've been humbled <laughs> and corrected so many times. Exactly, you know? yeah. thanks be to God. You know, uh, in my parish too. You know, right. men need brothers. Women need sisters and we need each other. We, you know, it's not good for man to live alone. We're really created for the brotherhood and the sisterhood. So we are living in a culture that in many ways is brotherless, where the only brotherhood is to drink a lot and see all kinds of impure things on the screens and have all kinds of sow your wild oats. And that's what it means to be a brother. And we don't, but if you go to church, you're going to be all by yourself. And so men need men. And so, and and the church need men. And we have to teach our young men. And, and yes, and we need the young men to help us to go on the offense because the goal of the church is the ends of the earth. Again, St. Right. Ignatius of Loyola is a great example where, you know, it was in 19... Um, 19. It was, it was when it was when he was 31 years old when he finally had uh wow. that he was in the hospital after being having this huge wound from the war <laughs> and realized he was called to a different kind of war, reading right. about the lives of the saints and being inspired from the inside out. And so he laid his sword at the Our Lady of Montserrat uh, to Our Lady and joined our lady's army and there he went to paris went to college he found six other like-minded men and in a matter right. of 15 years these six jesuits became 1000 you know right. in 15 years and and because of it they spread throughout the world we need that kind of army today
0: right. to really battle against the culture of death with the truth the culture of life and you know that uh, great point taken there i mean it's uh, it's about building the church right yeah. from the inside out it's about you know men answering the call mm-hmm. and leading their families to, uh, to Jesus, to Christ, yes. in the real presence, yes. in adoration, in you know whether it's a, a ministry, whatever it is your sons are, are watching you they're watching every every move you make yes and it's very impactful that you know we uh, influence our young men not only to answer the call but maybe even to answer the call of a priesthood.
3: Gordy,
1: if I can, you know, highlight that, if I can interrupt, because this is a really important point you're making is called fatherlessness and it's a horrible disease that is infesting, infecting society, and certainly even the church, that we have young men and young women that don't have a father, and they don't have spiritual fathers. Again, I I had a great dad growing up, and he's a great man to this day, but I I need spiritual fathers, you know? And if we don't have those spiritual fathers, those St. Josephs that are really going to adopt us into the Holy Family and guide us to live the gospel, to be formed into the image and likeness of his son. So, we're, we're dealing with a fatherless generation where men try to prove their men because from this book he speaks about this why men hate going to church it's so important for men to prove their men and men to prove their men to other men and the worst insult is saying you're not a man so we will do anything you know we'll we'll jump off cliffs to prove that we're a man you know exactly Uh, we'll do anything and so men need men again to really form the true manhood like jesus and like the saints and so this is battle we're against and of course. Girls without a father easily are looking for their father in any kind of man. So they're easily falling into Mm -hmm. all kinds of bad relationships. And the man trying to prove that he's a man has all these anger fits, gets addicted and using women. And so we're dealing with a very destructive society when we don't have fathers. And of course, You got this society that's saying, "Oh, men are just like Bart Simpson's father, the father, you know, that just are stupid and dumb and don't know anything." And we got to battle this this anti-mary, really anti-joseph culture. We need right. 500 men at least. And it comes from this verse comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 6 where we see that Jesus revealed himself more to 500 brothers at once, you know? And we so, we need at least 500 men to join us in this mass rosary march, actually, the Chapel of Divine Mercy first. And then, when we get to the basketball court before the divine presence with a Eucharistic adoration, procession, then adoration in his presence, we'll be praying the joyful mysteries of how, like Saint Joseph, we can reclaim our responsibility and authority as the head of the household, leading our family to fully live the gospel.
0: Right beautiful that I, you know what and I, I want to turn to uh Father walt that, that that was so insightful but I want to turn to uh you know Antonio and Romeo to talk a, a little bit about you know what, yes. what what are your expectations from this 500 men
2: march <clears throat> uh you know we're expecting men to show up and like Father Will say uh we um the father of all you know we men father of our household so we need to take responsibilities and be leaders of our family because at the end, either we if we go to heaven or if we go to the place downstairs, uh, we're taking people with us, uh, you know, and we right. need to lead our families uh, to heaven, uh, and um, we're inviting all men are there to come and pray together, uh, and like Father and like Father Will was saying, uh, men need to be with men uh, praying together and and and, and help uh, lead our church. Little church absolutely
0: Antonio Romeo can you give us a little bit about I know you were there for the last uh, uh, the 300 men march in, in May tell us a little bit about that experience and what men should expect you know for the experience that's coming up on September 16th
3: well <clears throat> our goal well, and Father Will just said a couple of words that uh, impressed me so much and it's spiritual fathers yes you know. We want them. That's our goal, to be spiritual fathers, to lead, lead their families in the rosary. Because mm-hmm. it's a power of prayer. Right. It gives you faith. It gives you comfort. It gives you hope. Right. So uh, we started uh, uh, a march a few, uh, about a year ago. And we did the Jericho uh, march ah. with the men in Christ, those hombres in Cristo, mm-hmm. uh, around holy ground. And uh that's what started it, and then the the three hundred men came, and lo and behold, you know three hundred and plus men came wow, and uh uh just the sight of walking two by two, you know
2: beautiful it, I could see you're touched, yes, yes yes, uh, and back in uh, you know whenever we were doing that Jericho walk, which mm-hmm. is uh f- uh you know father will told. Uh, you know uh, invited them the men that instead of praying the rosary inside the jubilee hall in the room uh, to go outside and pray all around the church grounds and and pray for uh, all those um, things that are attacking the church nowadays the we 're living in this right. culture of death and and we're and we did that for seven weeks. Uh, and we were praying for the cultural of life as well, and then the date may sixth came came up and and we didn 't know that there were other people praying the rosary right in other countries uh, as well in south america europe mm-hmm. uh, Central America. so it was not just in Samaria Mary Magdalene that there were men praying the rosary right and now another important day, Saturday September sixteenth when Father came up with this date, we were like, "Father." September yes he 16th. says this. Sep- yeah. September. Yes, say yeah. September. Yeah. You know, uh people's gonna be out of town or you know, uh people's gonna uh be hosting events at their house. Uh but uh, what a uh, very special day, you know, to to give a shout of victory, you know, que viva Cristo Rey uh viva. in this uh, in this uh, in this very special day. You pray for the Americas. Yes. yes, and pray for the Americas, yes, yes.
0: Absolutely. And you know, here's the other thing is uh As a man, I mean, I learned to pray the rosary very late in life, but I prayed every day. And how many men would admit that? Not many. The Divine Mercy Chaplet, I learned to pray that at a a late age. But you know what? The two are my weapons. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about the rosary and being a weapon, it is a weapon in our fight. And when you turn to the rosary, that is so powerful, don't you agree, Father?
1: Oh, absolutely! And I love the history of the Rosary. You know, much thanks to Father Don Calloway. You know, I love love reading about the history. Oh, There's yeah. been amazing campaigns, you know, throughout the history of the Church that have defeated heresies have defeated these, the, the invasions against the church from the Turks, um, sure. overcoming communist regimes uh, by, by coming together, praying together in agreement. Uh, and so such power when we walk with Jesus through his birth, life, death, and resurrection. When I explain that, because, you know, as a Presbyterian, I love working with all kinds of Christians. And when I explain right. the rosary to them, like, I didn't know that. You mean it's Christ-centered? Oh, yeah, it's all about Jesus. <laughs> yeah. It's all about the way, the truth that leads to eternal life. And we're called to follow him. And it's right. a great, way to go back to basics of
0: what the gospel is all about that's beautiful be- beautifully said I, what i want to point out as well is you know this uh 500 men march it's going to uh take it's going to be held i want to keep reiterating this september 16th and uh the lineup that you have as far as uh, holy mass which is going to be at 8 a.m is yeah. and uh 9 a.m will be you'll be praying the divine mercy chaplet Yes. And uh, a 10 a.m. rosary. And again, that's at St. Mary Magdalene Parish. And so I, I want to make sure that we hit that 500 mark. And so with that said, we, we need to get the word out for you. Yes. Which I know yes. after, okay. our, uh, after our live show here, we're going to do a public service announcement so that we reach out and touch those men that, you know, possibly uh, who, need, who need to hear the word. Great. Great, you thank know, You know, and, you, and I, I'm glad that, you know, we're going to be able to do that. But, uh, you know, you explained, Antonio, thank you for explaining the history and what that that meant for you. And, Father, I, I want to pose the same question. How did the march, the last march and and marches you've had in the past, how, how does that affect you as a priest? Uh, the big word is hope. You know,
1: hope is a struggle. You know, we need to feed our faith. We also need to feed hope. Uh, right. and, and sometimes we can be overwhelmed, certainly with a, I mean, it's great when people are coming to confession, it's great when they're coming to the church and they're seeking, but it's often when they come, they're just overwhelmed with just the amount of the family dysfunction and break breakdown, and then when you see horrible deaths, such as suicides and things like that. It's like, okay, where's hope in all this? Yeah. And then when you see, sure, the family coming together, people coming together, seeking together, um... And uh, where we're praying for a beautiful family right now, we've gone through a horrible tragedy. And it's beautiful to see the community come together, pray the rosary together, and, and intercede for one another. We need each other in all humility, you know. And that, that's that's a reality is that we, we, we. And our ladies, if you ever saw and notice that her hands together as Our Lady of Guadalupe, as Our Lady of Lords, as Our Lady of Fatima, which is really Our Lady of the Rosary, her hands are together in prayer, and she's praying to God, and she's also begging us. She's begging us to pray because we're in the fourth quarter and time's running out. Yep. You know, time, one way to spell mercy is T I M E. It's time, it's mercy. And after mercy comes the day of judgment. Who can endure the day of judgment? But blessed are those like Joseph from the Old Testament who gather these huge reservoirs of greenery called mercy to feed the hungry, starving, who are begging for mercy. We need mercy. And now is the time to fill our reservoirs with mercy. So our families and then
0: God's family will be ready for his coming. Yes and I you know you mentioned the theme of the 500 men march uh, 1 Corinthians 15:6 Afterwards Jesus risen from the dead appeared to more than 500 brothers at once So I I get why you took it but it, you know what, what came to mind when, when you made this as your theme?
1: Well, 500 is more than 300. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay, so I was looking for another number out there, more than 300 to gather the men. But again, how important this is, is we see in Acts chapter 1, here's, here's Peter in the upper room saying, we need a replacement to replace Judas. We need a man who is a witness with us of the resurrection. You know, and so Matthias was chosen. So we need, so now he's appearing Jesus to 500 men who are our 500 witnesses of the resurrection. We need witnesses of the resurrection. This is hope that God has the power to make everything work for good for those who love him and are called to his purpose that God can turn the crucifixion into the resurrection. And we need those witnesses that God truly is good all the time. And it's not too late to ask and receive, seek and find, knock and enter through the open door of his heart, who's begging us to come in and choose his mercy before it's too late. So we really need at least 500 men.
0: I think you're going to get them. And, uh, you know, just some some last words from Antonio and uh, 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 Romeo. I I just want to. Ask you in closing what, what your closing thoughts are and what, what your plea is to men out there who, who are listening to this
2: program who we need to reach out to. So, once again, inviting them to come and pray with us uh, together with men and to receive, and what they are going to receive there, they can take back to their families. And um, you know, you start praying at least uh, one decade a day. You know, by Friday you already have prayed the Rosary, right? Uh, you know, baby steps. You know, if you don't pray the Rosary uh, uh, daily, you know, we encourage you to pray a decade um, a day, uh, right? And that, that's our hope that men will come and not only pray the Rosary with us, but take it back to their families and and and, and lead their families to yeah, to lead that.
3: to be spiritual fathers. You know, and uh, and pray the Rosary. Morning or in the evening, with your family, with your kids, with your wife, with your Dios, with your mom. You know, just the just the the power of prayer is 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 unbelievable. You know, uh, todo se puede con Cristo. ¿verdad? Everything right. is possible through Christ, who strengthens us. And so we're asking them to show up. And uh, bring your rosary. We'll also have rosaries there. Oh, good. I was going to ask you that. Yeah. And we'll have pamphlets also on how to pray the rosary. Right. And uh, then we'll have uh, uh, the Holy Spirit behind us. Sure. So, yeah.
0: Well, I, you know, personally, I just I want to thank each and every one of you, of you for coming in here. It's, uh, you know, to, to spread the word, to spread the news about something so great that's happening at, you know, St. Mary Magdalene. Thank you to my guests, Antonio and uh, also Romeo and also Father Will Combs. Thank you so much for being here. God bless everyone out there. We, we are thankful that you enjoyed our program and we'll see you next Monday.
2: Thank you, Gordon. God bless. God bless.
0: St. Peter's Catholic Church in Bernie announces the relaunch of its CYO Catholic Youth Organization with sports and recreation programs, emphasizing competition through good sportsmanship for all youth between the ages of 3 and 16 in the Bernie community. It will include volleyball, boys and girls basketball, cheer, and other programs. Girls volleyball registration begins on July 23rd. More information can be found under the Ministries tab at stpetersburnie.com forward slash CYO are you looking for peace longing for joy want to meet the giver of all goodness God is calling the laity to bring Ignatian prayer into the suffering world work for the new evangelization go to pray.com. order your free digital training and manual find true happiness and everlasting
4: joy go to LordTeachMeToPray.com and click on the red button today. It's free. Approved by the USCCB. It started like it does for many people, question my faith and question authority and I feel that the reason why I left was the the draw of the world. The world was pulling me away. Some people would say, you know, Satan would, you know, Satan was working on me. He did not want me in church. He wanted me to be desperate. He wanted me to have the thoughts of suicide. I started to realize that a lot of the things that I experienced in my life were a result of my rebellion against God and against authority. Coming back to the church is the first step in healing from all of the hurts of the world. I went from being desperate and in despair to finding hope and encouragement for for the future. I'm on God's team. I, I know who I belong to. And I know where I'm going. And there's nothing that can separate me from God's love.
1: Take another look at the Catholic Church. Visit CatholicsComeHome.org today.
4: Spreading the splendor of truth. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. This is KJMA 89.7 FM. Floresville, San Antonio, also streaming the truth to the world at grnonline.com. It's food for the immortal soul all day and all night.